the most beautiful place in the world, where a Tar Heel blue sky blankets Murphy on its way to the Tennessee border. It's a long way from Raleigh and the Outer Banks, but we're living in Carolina too. In fact, you might call it Extreme Carolina. With more, here's Michael Borkman. Welcome, welcome everyone to Extreme Carolina, the show that focuses on great people with great stories who prove in their everyday lives that anything is possible. We strive to bring you relatable life lessons from interesting and inspiring people as they live out their purpose on this earth. Folks, get ready. It's time for some good news you can use. <laughs> and I met a young man that has got some good news he's going to share with us. He's an amazing, amazing author. Uh, his name is Jamie Lutz. And he is not only a noted author, but he's a speaker, facilitator, and expertise in disciplines of organizational culture change. Wow, that's a whole mouthful. And, uh, <laughs> and customer loyalty and employee engagement. Uh, he currently serves as a managing director of Service Excellent with uh, Chin Med and healthcare company committed to transforming the care of senior citizens in the neediest populations. So with that said, without any further ado, we're going to bring him in here, introduce our guest today, Mr. Jamie Luz. Hey, Jamie, how you doing, man? Michael, I am doing great. And I got to be, I got to be honest with you. Um, yeah. The first time I heard your voice, I was like, I have got to be on this <laughs> podcast. Not only are you, and I know you're not from Carolina, but you're, yeah. you're, you're in Carolina, yeah, right uh, which is where, which is where I grew up. I'm a Tar Heel through and through. And, yeah. uh, Combined with that radio voice, I, I was so excited to be a part of, uh, of this, man, this podcast. Man, thank you. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it when anyone says that about me. I'm just blessed. I am blessed to have it because uh, it is nothing I cultivated or said, hey, I'm going to try to make this like this. God God gave it to me, and I've been trying to do my best, especially the last five, six, seven years, to wow. use it to my ability. So thank you. Appreciate that. So, uh as we started off, Jamie, that, you know, uh, a noted author and uh, the one that I have in my hand, which is Pathway to Purpose. And as I stated to you early on before we came on the air about big ideas for fueling irresist irresistible corporate cultures. Now, in the two words I told you that stuck out to me was irresistible and cultures. Now, before I get to those, let me ask you this. What's the big idea about pathways to purpose? You know, where did they come from? You know, yeah. I, yeah. Great, great question. Um, you know, the big idea behind the book for me is, and I want our listeners to know that it, it is possible to uh, live a life that we feel completely fulfilled both personally and in our, in our work. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that God has hardwired us all to want to be part of something bigger than ourselves. Okay. And if, if we don't have, if we're not able to determine or understand what our purpose is in life, mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be very, very difficult to do. So the big idea is that we can, uh, make a living, but mm -hmm. we can also make a life. <laughs> And those two things don't always go together either, man. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we most of us end up making a living hard to be making that life part. But now, so how long was this in the making? 
uh, the pathway of uh, purpose? Uh, the book itself, probably 12 to 15 months, but Michael, it was in me for a long time. It's been inside of me wanting to get out. Yeah. And, you know, just like a lot of things in life, we, we kind of wait on the perfect time, which never comes. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually, um, I just said to myself, you know what? I've been blessed to work with some great organizations over the years and mm-hmm. have learned sure have. a lot about leadership and culture and, um, you know, how to design workplaces of distinction. Mm-hmm. And I, I've got to get this out. Um, I have have a story uh, inside of me that that I really want to share with the world. And so at one point, can't think of a specific moment in time, but I decided, you know what, I'm going to quit thinking about this right. and I'm actually going to do it. And And there, you know, it went from there. Wow. That's fantastic, man. And you're right. You, you know, we looked at a little bit of your uh, past history because you previously worked for uh, uh, very nice, big corporate companies uh, Mm -hmm. that a lot of people think they would give their IT to have. You know, but it's another job. <laughs> and if it's yes. not your, and if it's not your real passion, then that's what you, it'll be just another job, but it might be a really high paying good job, <laughs> but it will be just another job. But that's now, right. and, and you had them. I mean, you worked for Orlando Magic. I mean, the Ritz Carlton, the, uh, Home Bank, uh, Mortgage Company, man. I mean, you, uh, you worked at a lot of high end, high name places. And uh, of all those places that you work for, can you remember back? And I'm not trying to get your age out of here, but can you, remember, <laughs> can you remember back? Which one was the first one that you worked at that you thought was a great job that you had? Yeah, well, and I talk about this in my book, Michael, uh, the Orlando Magic. So I was a I've always been a huge basketball fan. Again, Tar Heel went to yeah. UNC, Chapel go. Hill. Um Full disclosure here, Carolina is the only uh, college I applied to. Thank God I got right. in. Uh, the only reason I applied there, if I'm really honest, they, they yeah. do have a good uh, a good um, educational program. But yes, they do. Uh, I, I, uh, I went because of the basketball, you yeah. know, and it's legendary. And, Tar Heel, there you go. Uh, had, the, had the opportunity coming out of college, I wasn't good enough to play. Uh, um, <laughs> certainly not a professional level or a high, high college level. Uh, to do an unpaid internship with the magic. So back then you could, I guess you could get away without paying your intern. <laughs> yeah, um, back then. <laughs> yeah. So did a public relations internship and then yeah. later uh, was with the, the club for another six years and you know, customer experience, a variety of roles. But the thing that stood out to me during that internship year is I was working 60 hours a week with the team. And then mm-hmm. to help kind of support myself, I was working at Quincy's uh, Steakhouse serving <laughs> big fat yeast rolls. And, um, you know, I was absolutely exhausted. But mm-hmm. here's the thing, Michael. Um, I was completely in my element. I loved what I was doing. Okay. Um, and for the first time, I was like, you know what? it's possible to have a job, right. uh, a, a work, a career that you absolutely are passionate about. And the money will come, and it yep. did eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's the genesis, really, of the book, is, is find something that you love, and you'll, you'll never have to work a day in your life. Oh, man, you nailed it. Nailed it right there. That's so important, Jamie. And a lot of people go the entire, entire life working a job that they're not totally fulfilled at. 
even though they might make some good money and mm-hmm. they, you know, move around, you know, do some things and have accomplished some goals, but they are still left with that feeling of unfulfilledness. That's and right. uh, that, and it is, it, it, people would be astonished to know how many people go to work every single day. And I heard this uh, some time ago, and it's probably just rumor. I, don't, I never got it proved to me. But they say that more heart attacks happen on Sunday night. And, I have uh, heard that too, Michael. That, yeah. <laughs> on Sunday night. Yeah. They, they dread going to work on Monday That's morning. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Which tells you that majority of people got the wrong job. That's it. And uh, that that's uh, that's crazy, you know. And I was one of those same ones, man. I had a job that I was going to. I was making pretty good money, doing good, man. Traveling around, thought I had it, <laughs> but mm-hmm. no. And uh, of course, you know, we don't want to turn this into the Billy Graham hour, but uh, but I but I will say that uh, God blessed me to open my eyes to see some things, and uh, thank God for that, you know. And so that. Uh, but anyway, um, so, you know, with, with that said, you know, you, you, you touched on what I want to ask you about. And I ask every guest on this show, and I, and I want to not let you be the odd one that I don't ask it. Now, we're going to come back to the pathways, but I want to ask this question because you didn't get to where you were by having success, 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 success. There was a lot of failures and drop downs, you know, before you got to where you are now. So the question that I like to ask folks is simply this. What, Will, can you remember back to a time that you were, that you had a failure or a setback Mm -hmm. that really set you back and that you were low, but that Mm -hmm. was set you up for a setback, for a setback to become a comeback. Mm-hmm. So uh, when can, can, do you remember when that happened? Well, there's lots of them, Michael. You know, I think, like you said, we've all been through failure before and setbacks, and it's it's how we respond to it. Uh, the, the probably the first one for me was even before I entered, you know, the job market uh, in high school. Again, a huge basketball fan, played in high school, was right. good, not not great player, but good player. And tore my ACL after my junior year in high school, tore ligament. And, you know, back then, not to date us at all, Michael, but back then it was hard to come back. Oh, yeah. They didn't have the medicine they got today. They they didn't have what they got today. (laughs) And what I discovered real quickly, Michael, is that Uh I was I was devastated. And and I realized that I had been placing my uh, self-confidence and self-worth in what I did, which at that time was basketball mm. versus who I am or who Jamie. I was. And um, it was a very, very difficult time. Uh, but I think God began to show me that, you know, it, it, it's not necessarily what you do. It's who you are. Mm-hmm. And that kind of set me in motion to then, you know, get the the, the basketball opportunity with Orlando Magic, which was an extension of my passion for basketball. Right. Um, and and it, uh, it helped me to see that we can find positive and we can find passion uh, in most any situation. You know, you, you, yes. you've heard the, the story of the, uh, the, the, 
the stone builders and you know you had one stone builder that uh, a man was in a field he walked up to him and said you know what are you doing and the guy threw up his arms and said uh, well i'm i'm cutting <laughs> stone and i hate it it's the yeah. worst possible job the only reason i'm doing it's because i have to put bread on the table right. and, and, and then the guy goes to a second guy that's doing the exact same thing he yeah. says well, well what are you doing and the man steps back from the stone like he's admiring it and he says, you know what, I am cutting stone that's going to be made into these large walls, which will ultimately be made into a cathedral. And people for generations to come are going to be able to come here and enjoy and worship. Um, I love my job mm -hmm. and um, I can't imagine doing anything else. Two situations exactly mm -hmm. the same, uh, but one saw uh, something completely different. He saw it as this is an opportunity to to make magic versus misery. So yeah, there you go. And you, you you said it right there. It's the exact same job. But one was made one was made for that job because he was he was as we hear a lot of them say, you know, uh, beyond being bought in for the culture or the mission. Right. But they, you know, what I do, man, they, they, this is all they can't hardly do without it because right. I love it so much. And, That's right. Uh, I'm going to come to work every day, no matter what, you know. That's and, right. Uh, and he and he saw, like you said, Mark, he saw the bigger picture. It, yes. it wasn't about the stone. It was mm -hmm. about the legacy. It was exactly. about the cathedral and and what that stone was going to be used to to create and ultimately to change change lives. <laughs> so that was probably kind of what happened to you a little later on when you were uh, when you had that CEO job that you were telling me about. What well, the guy offered you the CEO position, and uh, which was uh, uh, the, as the chief operating officer uh, back a ways back, and uh, you left your consulting practice for that, and uh, when you really realized what had happened, but you know you got all excited about you know hey I got a big office <laughs> here uh -huh. I am I'm set man I mean you took your eye off the prize of where you were going, where you wanted to go mm -hmm. and your passion. And uh, that's, that's right. what I read into that, what you sent me. And, yeah. uh, and, and that happens to us so many times. I mean, you know, the devil can bring something up shiny, looks real good. And man, yep. look at that. They take your eye right off, off the prize. That's off right. The goal. And there you go, going down there, following that right there, man. And then when it, when the truck break down or whatever, the car break down, and now you're way out there, you're in the middle of the ocean without a paddle. You know, that, that boat, is right. And the boat got a hole in it. <laughs> uh-huh. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, well, well, I, I appreciate you sharing me sharing that with me. I didn't want to tell it, tell it story to everybody, but <laughs> it didn't mind. But, uh, but anyways, the... Uh, it, you know, so now that you're doing what you do now, uh, can you share with us a little bit about, and you, we talked about this before we got started, and that's about reading. And to me, reading is so important. You know, as I love my library behind me, it's mm -hmm. a little tiny one. And I remember listening to years ago, um, guy talking about going into uh it was jim Rohn going mm -hmm. in he said you can you know you can tell a guy by you know 
you went to his house and he said, if his TV is bigger than his library, you know, you can tell a lot about that guy. That's true. And, and, and then he also said, he said, you know, I may not even have read all these books, which I have not. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but he said this, every time I walk into the room, I feel just a little bit smarter, you know, <laughs> because mm-hmm. I have all that around me, that knowledge around me that I can pull off the shelf and read. So now I got one more to add to that, the pathway of purpose, nice. you know, <laughs> so I'm going to feel a little bit more smarter. So, uh, yeah. and, and thank you, man. I, I appreciate that, uh, you know, for, for getting with us, but going back to the pathway, I don't want to get off of that before sure. I get too much into your personal thing, you know, in this, how, okay, I'm running a company. I got one and man, we, we're making some good money, but I'm having a heck of a time trying to because i'm trying to add i have to add more people all the time because they don't stay Mm. or you know something happens they out of here and they quit and i'm having the hardest time keeping everybody on the same page that i'm on Mm -hmm. you know and i'm the leader i'm running it but i'm having the hardest time so how can pathway to purpose kind of help me get on the right pathway as a business owner yeah great great question and i think that that is in large part the the um kind of the, the the metaphor for the book is is to create a blueprint mm-hmm. for leaders to be able to create again that word irresistible cultures mm-hmm. um, you, you know what I would suggest is someone that's in that particular situation is it, it's your role as a leader particularly the CEO to be able to cascade that that mission and that vision across the organization okay. because without that work is just transactional. Um, but but we want it to be transformational. Yes, and do. the way that you create that transformational environment is to make sure that people understand uh, your values, your mission, your vision, your purpose, mm-hmm. um, and are able to bring people into that environment and ensure that their personal goals and objectives and purpose is in alignment with the organizational one. Mm-hmm. Um, without that, you're, you're going to be you're going to have disparate uh, uh, situations where some people are uh, rowing in different directions across the organization. Um, so that requires a leader that uh, doesn't follow a command and control kind of traditional methodology, but that is looking for ways to tap into mm-hmm. uh, the passions and the energy of the individuals that are employed by this, by the, by the leader. And the mm-hmm. only way to do that is to get them to know, is to get to know them. They have to feel that your environment and your organization is one of what they call psychological safety. They have mm-hmm. to, they have to feel comfortable in knowing that they can be themselves, um, mm-hmm. that they can share their opinion and that okay. they won't be criticized or chastised for doing that. <laughs> so at the end of the day, if, if people, uh, if people know you care mm-hmm. and they're much more willing to uh, to do what's necessary to ensure that they're ne- that they're uh, successful, but also the organization and the customers mm. and the spectrum are, are wow. successful as well. Now, you, you said something right there, Timmy, that really, really makes a difference uh, if you know where you're going. OK. I don't know where I'm going. I mean, I know I got to get these, these, uh, this product out. You know, I know I got to get it out. People pay me a lot of money to get it out. And so can I get there 
by cracking the whip saying, hey, you know, you guys are, you know, you take it too long on your break or this and that. Mm. I mean, and that's probably why I'm having people quit, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think, Michael, you can you can achieve some success for a short period of time. Right. Um, but at some point, uh, those those individuals are not following you. They are they're mm. they're only um, doing what you say because uh, their their job is on the line. Right. You um, and at some point when you when you turn your back uh, or when you look the other way, they're going to revert back to the <laughs> to the same behaviors that they had done before, because there's nothing in it for them other than the paycheck. And people want more than a paycheck in life. Yeah. On purpose, you know, and you hear a lot of that saying the opposite. You know, I'm looking for some money. I'm looking to get mm-hmm. paid. I want to switch job because I know they pay more over at the Rich Carlton than Holiday Inn. You know, I want to go right. and get me a job because I know they pay money. But when you hear people, or when we hear people say that, they're not really saying what they really want in life. And mm-hmm. what they're thinking about deep, deep down inside. And the mm-hmm. way to get there, after reading your book, it tells me is that, you know, the leaders, we need to have leaders to be true leaders. And mm-hmm. as you read about, as you wrote about it in the book, the leaders have to care about the people they work with. And there's only one way you can care about them, and that's get to know them. That's right. You know, you got to, you got to, See them other than you know uh, uh, passing the checks out. You gotta see right. them. You gotta see them on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And he's even more of a thought. You gotta find out about their families. Find about what they mm-hmm. care about, and yep. especially the ones that are you know closest to you. You know that you work more with. You know, I mean, not to discount the janitor or those folks, because they're important too. But you're going to be working with your managers more mm-hmm. often. So you have to find out about those folks. And uh, I actually kind of knew that a little bit, but I like the way you go into it. And by making the uh, the culture irresistible mm-hmm. to, uh, and people can see that from the outside. And they want some of that. You know, wow, what are they doing? All right, here's, here's a prime example of that. A company from Georgia, as a matter of fact. And that is Chick-fil-A. Right. You know, I mean, you know, they do, you know, how in the world can they get people to do what they do and be happy doing it? And mm-hmm. it's not a fake happy. It's for real. It's for real. <laughs> and so, uh, I mean, it's a fast food restaurant, just like uh, the other fast food restaurants right. are. Same exact thing. You know, there's a bunch of chicken restaurants out there. But for some reason... This culture is a little different. It seems irresistible, you know, uh, to the ones that are in it. Man, I like this. I'm not leaving. And they and they give things to not just give money to um, nonprofits and things of that nature, which is that I know that they do. Uh, right. But you have to be a part of your community. I think you can't just be there trying to take out of the community all you can get without giving back and mm-hmm. your employees, they see that. And, That's right. Uh, and so I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I think it, I think it goes back to, you know, the old saying, people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. And wow. um, that, that is so true. And, and I think, you know, being here in the Georgia Atlanta area, 
I'm very familiar with Chick-fil-A and, and yeah. they are an organization that um, they get to know their people. They, they are um, not just looking to, uh, to, to pull all of the energy and, and um, uh, you know, power out of the, out of their employees, but they're, they're looking to help them learn and grow and to get yeah. better along the way. And, yeah. and that's what I think has really contributed to Chick-fil-A being so successful is they really, really, truly do uh, value their people and mm. they reward them, not just monetarily, but, you know, in, in terms of just general recognition. Um, yes. And, and it, it obviously has set them apart from every other fast food restaurant. It's amazing. Wow. It is amazing. And you would think the other guys would kind of get catch on. You know, mm-hmm. they, they would get that, you know, I mean, if they wanted to be not just successful for this quarter or this year, but long term mm-hmm. and see, and that's what it's all about. And when people get your book, you know, this is what, and I, and I know your average Joe probably not going to read this book. I mean, mm-hmm. this is more for managers and, and business owners and things of that nature, even though your average Joe, you know, can get and read it. As a matter right. of fact, um, is it on the bookshelves now? I mean, you know, working for it, it is. It. So it it is uh, on all of the um, popular retail uh, uh, outlets uh, online. So it's Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, okay, um, Target, Walmart uh, online. So you can find it uh, very easily. Um, so would would encourage. Uh, folks, take a look at it. I, I think uh, it will give a different perspective on this whole concept of work mm-hmm. and and how work can be fulfilling and actually be something that we uh, are very passionate about. Uh-huh. So, you know, I read it and I know that you have, you're a guy to have a mind that you can help those that are kind of spinning their wheels, sort of, you know, and they're trying to find how can they get over the hump. What can they do with their little company to make it be better? And somebody looking at this podcast said, wow, you know, that kind of makes sense. I wonder how I get a hold of that guy. You know, maybe mm-hmm. he can come talk to us. I mean, you do go talk to other people, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and that's that's something that uh, I feel I've been called to do, you know, is, uh-huh. is to share really? some of some of the things I've learned along the way. Well, and. As it said in the beginning, a noted speaker. So you've been doing a lot of that over the years since you mm-hmm. realized that you have that ability. Mm-hmm. And so if we wanted to get you to come and talk to our company or talk to this uh, organization, how can folks get a hold to you? Yeah, I would encourage folks, uh, really simple, go to my website, uh, Jamie Lutz, so J-A-M-E-Y, mm-hmm. uh, L-U-T-Z. Uh, Jamie, dot, I'm sorry, Jamie dot Lutz, Jamie Lutz dot com. Boy, that's that's hard. I don't even know my own website, Michael. <laughs> Jamie Lutz, J A M E Y L U T Z dot com. Okay. And of course, I'm active on social media. Just uh, you can find me on Jamie Lutz, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, etc. All right, man. Well, now folks know how to find you and we're going to have this on our show notes so people can reach out and touch you and talk to you because I think you have a very interesting uh, story and background that you can help some people. And I know a lot of people are going to be looking at this and they're going to say, wow, I wonder how I can get in touch with that guy. Now they know. 
But anyway, right. I want I want the people to know just a little bit more about you. And I'm going to ask you a couple of sure. questions like we ask all of the guests. And, and I, I love these questions. And uh, one of them, we talked about the, uh, the book. And uh, that is the book. Well, before the show, we talked about it. <laughs> but I want to ask you again now. What book have you read recently that had the biggest impact on you and why? Yeah. So, you know, there are so many. And I think when you and I spoke maybe three or four weeks ago, just talking about the show, it would have been a different one. But for me right now, it's not a new book, but it is a really powerful book. It's called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And it's by Marshall 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 Goldsmith. (laughs) And the kind of the big idea behind that book is, you know, successful people become successful uh, to some extent because they're very competent at mm-hmm. what they do. They have the technical expertise to do it. Right. But at some point along the line, as you continue to move up within an organization, it becomes more than just the technical expertise. It becomes, can you get along with people? Mm-hmm. Um, do, do your behaviors uh, invite and uh, encourage other people to follow you? Because if they don't, as we talked about before, you can have a leadership title, but that doesn't mean you're a leader. That's right. And uh, Marshall really talks about in this book, and it's so powerful to me that, um, you know, those interpersonal skills that we take Mm -hmm. for granted that that don't get taught and. In uh, in in school or in college, nope. Um, if if you can't get along with people, and if you can't uh, engage and get to know people, your ability, your your uh, ceiling as a leader is very limited. And so I I love the fact that (laughs) that he talks about, you know, hey, being an expert is great, but there's so much more to fulfilling your potential. Yes, so much more. I love that book, man. It has a great it's book. Awesome. Yeah, it is. It's somewhere on the shelf back there. But anyway, I don't have time to get it now, but that's a great book. And <laughs> folks, book. you need to go get that one. I mean, by Marsha Goldsmith, one of the leading experts in the world. Of, right. uh, I mean, that guy is amazing. So uh, thank you for that. We appreciate that. We'll put that in the show notes as well. But now also, we we like to ask our guests because Usually the guests we have on here, they've done some things. They've been some places and they're doing things. They're making a difference. Mm. A lot of times we see that and we ask ourselves, wow, I wonder how Jamie got there. I wonder what, what, what happened, you know, that caused Jamie to do this instead of doing that. And that mm. is advice. And I want to know what, what advice he got. So we'll ask Jamie right here. Jamie, what's the best advice? you've ever received in your life? So that's a tough one because I've got, I've been blessed to receive some really good advice. Probably um, the one that I've both read about and, you know, my father has told me perhaps not in the same words, but it's the genesis or the, the gist of it is always run towards what you want rather than away from what you fear. <laughs> and, and, and to me, what we want and what we fear are often one and the same. Wow. And so if, if I, if I run away, um, you know, from what I fear mm-hmm. and in many cases, I'm not going to stretch myself to achieve the things that I want to achieve. And in this case, as we talk about purpose, I may never fulfill my purpose because I'm afraid to, to take a chance. I'm afraid mm-hmm. to step out Might fail. and do mm-hmm. something that maybe is a little uncomfortable. Wow. Um, so that to me is 
you know, focused on uh, what you want versus being locked in on what you fear, you've got to overcome that fear. You got to take that step. And so to me, that that advice, I think, is applicable uh, to anyone in life. That is great. Man, I love that answer. Yeah. Pops, yeah, he gave some good advice right there, no doubt. That's right. <laughs> good That's stuff. Right. I mean, usually when they're giving it to us, we, you know, growing up, yeah, okay, Pop, I heard that in the meantime. Right, right, right. You know, <laughs> we well, get older. And, and, <laughs> and I, it took me a while to, to kind of absorb that, right? Exactly. To really take it to heart. But it, uh, usually but it, it does. is a. Uh, it does. It does. That's great. We got that on the show notes as well. I want to try to get a couple of these other ones in here before we get out of here. Uh, now, now here's one that really kind of throws a curveball to not just you, but, you know, to the folks listening. And it gives people a little bit of insight to who Jamie is. And uh, and and that's why we asked you ahead of time <laughs> about it. But uh what do you believe? What do Jamie believe that most folks don't? That, uh, you know, you and I talked about another book that is is uh, so much part of my my life journey is Mindset by Carol Dweck. And, and mm-hmm. she talks about fixed mindset versus growth mindset. And yep. many of us, uh, whether we realize it or not, have a concept that we're very limited in what we can achieve. Um, that whatever uh, whatever God has gifted us with at birth is really all that we have. That 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 you know, for the good or bad, we are what we are. Um, but a, a growth mindset would say, no, no, no. God gave you gifts, but He also gave you gifts to grow. That's right. Uh, and and I, I think uh, what we have, what research has taught us, what we've come to understand is. We can get better at everything. Now, that doesn't mean that just because I, you know, I, I think I'm a great basketball player, I can become Michael Jordan. But but I can. I can become a better version of myself. I can Absolutely. continue to read. I can continue to strive to get better. Um, and there's no limit to that. So someone that has a growth mindset yeah. um, is willing to take those chances, is willing to go out on a limb and uh, wants to continue to grow themselves, whether they're 18 or 84 or 94, whatever. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Good stuff. That's great stuff. Last one, man, we got to get out of here, but I got to ask <laughs> this one. This is a great, great question that somebody gave to me to ask folks. And I thought, Hey man, I'm getting some great answers. So I'm going to keep asking it. Awesome. And that is this, Jamie, what's something about you that surprises people? When they find out. Uh, I, I think probably, Michael, uh, my competitiveness. Um, now, it depends on the situation, right? Okay. So right. Uh, if you, if you, you know, drop me on a basketball court, I yeah. suddenly become very, very competitive. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe even to the point where it's probably not healthy. Uh, oh, my goodness. And I, I've had to reel myself in sometimes. Yeah. But I am extremely competitive. But but what I've tried to change in terms of my mindset over time is instead of focusing on uh, perfection, because it all kind of, for me, goes back to perfectionism. Mm-hmm. I'm a recovering perfectionist, as we, <laughs> as we sometimes say. It's, it's more about excellence. Because if yeah. I'm a perfectionist, I, I can't be comfortable with where I am. I can't okay. get over the fact that I failed. Right. But if it's excellence, it's about Hey, I want to continuously get better and grow. Wow. So that's that's what comes to mind for me is uh, I'm competitive, but I have mm-hmm. to be very, very 
careful about what that competitiveness is focused on. If it's perfectionism, it's not good for me. <laughs> if it's excellence, then then it it will help me achieve things that I wouldn't have otherwise achieved. Wow. Thank you, man. I appreciate you sharing that with me. Man, this clock is just tick, tick, ticking over here, man. It's amazing uh, <laughs> that you can, you know, be going along and the clock just goes off, man. And man, I tell you what, I really did. I had a couple of other questions about the pathway of purpose, uh, to purpose, excuse me, uh, that we can't get to today because man, we're out of time and it's, it, I've had, this has been great, great fun. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. And, uh, as a matter of fact, I'll just go ahead and ask you this now, uh, somewhere down the road, Jamie, can we get you to come back on the show later on? Is that possible? Michael, it would be my uh, my honor and my pleasure to do that. Ah, anytime, man. anytime. Thank you, brother. Thank you, folks. Y'all heard him say it, so he can't dodge me. I <laughs> <laughs> get it. But anyways, man, thank you so much. We appreciate you being on the show today. And uh, y'all go to the uh, Jamie's website, and uh, he's going to try to stumble through it one more time as he tells us where to go <laughs> to find him. <laughs> if I can remember it, right, Michael? It's, <laughs> it's simple. Ja- JamieLutes.com. J-A-M-E-Y-L-U-T-Z.com. There you go, folks. If you want to know about him, how to get old to him, go there. You'll find out everything you want to buy. Plus, the stuff we talked about today will be in the show notes down there. Go there and go to michaelborkman.com to uh, check us all out, and we'll we'll get that. But anyway, folks, we're up against the wall. And as you know, folks, we like to always end the show on a positive note. And so today, our positive quote of today is real simple. This. If a man empties his purse into his head, no one can take it from him. An investment in knowledge always pays the best interest. Benjamin Franklin. Man, I love that one. That's, I mean, you can take everything you want from it, but you can't take it out of here. It's in here. You can't even drill a hole in there and pull it out. It's in there <laughs> forever. So anyway, man, thank you, Jamie. We really appreciate you being on the show My with pleasure. us. And uh, we look forward to, uh, but as we always like to say, we appreciate everybody stopping to check us out at Extreme Carolina. We really appreciate y'all. And y'all take care. Be blessed. God, see you down the road. Peace. We out.